You are listening to More to the Story, a weekly podcast featuring Pastor Drew Tarwater and Pastor Darren Enns of Forefront Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, More to the Story podcast will follow the Forefront Church Sunday Sermon as Pastor Drew and Pastor Darren guide you through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. Every podcast will feature in-depth analysis of the sermon and answer questions about the Bible. Now, here is more to the story. Welcome to the inaugural podcast. I'm Mike Keynes and joined by Pastor Drew and Pastor Darren. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. (laughs) It's so great to, to start something like this when you have the idea of let's do a podcast and let's do it to follow sermons for the next almost year and a half because you had this idea, Drew, of what you want to do with Forefront Church over the next 15 months. Tell me about where that started. What was the genesis, if you will, of this idea and what you want to do? Yeah, Mike, I'm really excited about this because I think God's story gives us this beautiful, this beautiful collection of different genres, and um, you know, you've got poetry, and you've got narrative, and you've got these two different testaments. And when you come to the Bible, it's easy for it to feel very disjointed. Okay. These things are very different, but when we read it the way God has given it to us, it really is one beautiful story that ties from beginning to end. And so as a church, how special would it be for us to dive into the very beginning and work our way to see the threads that God has us through the entire story? And, and the idea being each week we can look back and there's going to be so much that we weren't able to talk about on Sundays mm. because we really have to take almost a 10,000 foot view and then zoom in on those big picture items, you know, those big themes. But now we can zoom, you know, we, we can kind of come together each week and, and say, what did we not get to talk about? What did we have to, uh, to maybe gloss over a little quicker or what are those areas we really need to dive deep on? So this is going to be a really fun journey to be on together. And the great thing about it, I think Darren is as a church, not only can you listen to these podcasts that you should each week <laughs> after coming to church on Sunday, but life groups are so important yeah. for, for not just forefront, but I think if any church you go to and the bigger the church, it's so important to find people that you can talk with, that you can go through everyday life with. And the beauty of this, what, what Pastor Drew is doing for the next 15 months, is that it gets incorporated at Forefront Church with the life groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the important thing, as Drew talked about on Sunday, about context in the Bible, is it's not interpreted individually. It's interpreted widely in context and who it's written to, who it's written for, and that kind of thing. And so as we gather together in life groups, it's a really important way to gather to talk about the Bible and how it applies to us and how we can actually live it out in our context. So we know what the Bible means to them in their context, Mm. but now how do we apply it to us in our context? And life groups are are one of the main ways that we do that at Forefront. So you're going to take the life groups then will have questions then every time that they meet to talk about what was said at the sermon? Yep. So every every Sunday I've got my little notepad here and I'm writing down questions. (laughs) You know, Drew gets controversial and he doesn't even know it. Is there any contradiction? Is there any point you go, you know, Drew, uh, I I was reading something different. (laughs) I mean, that's what we'll talk about here if if there is anything. And and most of these things we're going to, well, I... Yeah, most of these things we'll hold with an, with an open hand <laughs> for sure, and, and right. talk about and just have a little bit of fun and debate right. them because, I mean, you know, as, as we hold Jesus as central and his salvation for mm-hmm. us, you know, everything else is can, can be debated and, and interpreted in community. Um, but a lot of it, and what I'm always aiming for is what does the Bible mean to them, and then how can it 
how can it translate to our day? Darren, I think you bring up a great point, and I, I want to talk to both of you about this, is whose interpretation, because you're going through the Bible, you're starting right. with Genesis, and you're going through all the way to the end, Revelation, which a lot of people are just even scared to open up that that chapter on, but where are you, you both have gone through schooling to learn, but where are you getting your knowledge and, and beliefs, and you're, you're impacting people's lives by telling them, here's what the Bible says. So how was it decided, and you guys went to two different schools, of what the exact interpretation is? You know, there's this uh, big picture word that you'll hear us talk a lot about, it's biblical literacy, right? And I think everybody comes to the Bible with certain assumptions, opinions, uh, beliefs, things you've right. been taught, things you've learned, things you heard in Sunday school back in the heard day. Heard on the playground. You heard right. on the playground, <laughs> right? You heard last week, you know? And, and, and so you know, I think while we all have these differing views, one of the things that I think people fail to see is how God has brought it all together, right? That there's sometimes we'll say, you know, the whole counsel of God, right? All of, of scripture God has written for us. As Darren just mentioned, he hasn't written it to us. You know, Genesis was written to a group 3,500 years ago who were ancient Near East readers. Well, we're 21st century modern readers who have 21st century modern questions. And so we have a lot of different opinions. And then, you know, if you love to read the classics or you love to read the old church fathers, you have all of their thoughts. And if you grew up Baptist or Presbyterian or Methodist, then you have a lot of, you know, kind of your, what, what your tribe right. believed and what taught you as, as you grew up. And so for us, what we want to do is we want to say, let's look at the entire Bible together in light of context and in light of what God's trying to, to, to teach us, let's unfold it and unpack it and let's do it slowly, right? So we can understand the major themes and we can see that there is a storyline that runs from beginning to end. And so as God's people, we believe that the Bible is, is one of the, the, the main way God is speaking to us in our, in our day. And so God's word as second Timothy three, 16 and 17 says is it's, it's God breathe and it's, it gives us everything we need. Um, the problem is we want to read our own interpretations into it. Yeah. So that's why we so have it to. it works for us. It works for right? us. It's like the John Christ me version. That's great. I, yeah. yeah, I just saw that this morning and sent it out to you guys. Yeah. yeah John Christ, the first editable Bible where you can, that's right. you, you can change it to what you want it to be. Yeah. This way you don't feel convicted when you read it, right? right. You feel better about things. Yeah. The, the sin yeah. you're committing. Right. And, and let's be honest, I think mm. we, some of us have, have done that or we mm. have oh. talked to many people that have done that. Um, we may even have have been part of groups or, or Bible studies where you know you're you're with people that have a very strange interpretation on the Bible, and so how do we become biblically literate? How can we learn to to see what it says? Because somebody says, "Well, you can't take the Bible literal." Well, the Bible's poetry and it's narrative. There's history, right? There's metaphors and and you know similes and all of these different things. So when you say I can't take the Bible literally, what do you really mean? Right. And so those are the things we want to unpack. And we start with talking about context and understanding who is God speaking to when he first writes this. It's for us, for sure. But if we're going to understand it, we have to understand it in light of the original audience. Yeah. Darren, you, you have and I, I've enjoyed so much of being in, in life group with you because you have you're in school right now. And and I just love your knowledge of actually breaking down words and really understanding uh, the deepness of, of 
verses and, and things like that. How does that play in in your knowledge? And not not that Drew doesn't have that knowledge, but he ha- he when he's when you're when you're preaching on Sunday, it's not a it's not necessarily a, a biblical class. You're 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 right. you're yeah. preaching. preaching. Preaching is always different, right? Than, and, than and a you, lecture, right? You have and you have on Thursdays at Forefront Church. You, you're you know you have the, the Bible study yeah. where you're really getting in depth. So how, how and you're going to be doing some of the sermons, obviously, in the next. 15 months. How do you see your role in terms of your knowledge and your ability to really interpret the Bible? How, how do you see that uh, in, yeah. in your way? Well, one of my, my goals, um, whether or not I, I preach every week or not, is, is to try and and open people up to how the Bible points to God mm-hmm. and points to himself. Um, and, and one of the the amazing ways for me that that has happened is the literary craftiness of the Bible. Like, um, and we'll get to a lot of these of how how stories uh, they, they develop themes. Like in the garden, there's a theme of of seeing and taking something that looks good. You know, the 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 apple or the, the fruit on the tree. Mm-hmm. Well, later on, the, those same Hebrew words come back, and then this person sees this and takes it for themselves, and they right. see this and take it, and and it's the same Hebrew words. And there's there's a development. The same of that Hebrew theme. word for for the fruit. No, for, for seeing. For, for seeing and, and, and taking. taking. So if okay. someone sees something that is good and they take it, oh. it's a direct line back to that first time those words are used in Genesis 3. And mm. and that, that kind of thing just stirs my affections for God in an amazing way. Yeah. And I've fallen in love with the Bible so much. And by by uh, by doing that, of course, fall in love with God and how he's communicated his words mm. to us. So that that's my mission is just to maybe help other people understand the richness and, and a lot of that comes through the, the Hebrew text for me. So in my sermons, I will talk about Hebrew text. <laughs> I, I won't go you know, super deep and, right. and, and crazy about it. But for, for me, it, it's amazing. Yeah, you know what? And what comes across is your love for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that whether if you're sitting in, in the pews and it's your first time coming to church or you've been going to church your, your whole life and, and you're an older person— it's still so great to learn, and you never stop. Mm-hmm. You, you and I were having a talk about this, Drew, at, uh, at Men's Group. It is amazing how you can read your whole life the same verse or the, the same chapter, and then God can, if you meditate on things, right, God can re- teach you new things right. that even you, as a pastor, don't you still learn just by reading? Every time. And yeah. I think that is one of the most beautiful things of Scripture, is that God is continually peeling back layers of the onion, per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, each time we read, there's something new. You know, and I'll talk to Christians who've been following Jesus for seven decades, eight decades, and they'll say, you know, I, I learned this for the very first time. I've read Matthew 6, you know, thousands of times, and this morning I saw it for the very first time. And I think that's one of the the beautiful things about um, God's truth is that as you begin to learn, he begins to open up even more. And the Holy Spirit just really unveils these these concepts that drive us deeper. And the danger I think we have as Christians is when we think we know the Bible. (laughs) Oh, I I learned that in Sunday school. I don't need to know any more about that. We we project these, these views that we've had on God's word. And God said, wait, wait, wait. I've got so much to show you, but you have to humble yourself to come and be willing to learn. Yeah, my, I lo- my, love that point that yeah. you you have to you have to really. God is w- waiting for you to come, and you go to Him. He just wants that 
from yeah, me, right? And to open with this these, up. Yeah, especially with these Old Testament stories. Um, my, we just got a book, um, one of Evangeline's first books about the flood. And I'm like reading it and it actually talks about how humans were bad. I'm like, that's great because that's what the Bible says. But then it doesn't say anything about God regretting making humankind. That's what the Bible says. But our children's stories and what we learn in Sunday school skip over that kind of dicey stuff. And as adults, if, if we just say, oh, yeah, I heard that story and we don't revisit it with our adult minds and start to comprehend some of these things that are really difficult texts, like God sent the flood and that killed a lot of people. That's really tough. And I have the pleasure of preaching on that pretty soon here um and so i'm really excited for that but what yeah when we don't revisit those stories as adults and we just let them be as we learn them as kids that 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 can be a dangerous spot as well yeah i think one of the main dangers to that darren it's a great point is when a high school kid moves to college or Mm -hmm. somebody moves into and they get into a different relationship or they develop a friendship with someone who is pretty well versed in the reason they do not think the Bible is true. And now your faith is challenged and and, and they bring up a pretty compelling mm-hmm. argument mm-hmm. as to why that never could have happened that way. Oh, you're, you're telling me a man lived in the belly of a fish for right. three days. Right. Oh, you're telling me there was a, a he global... He built a boat and put all the animals on there? Exactly. <laughs> and so when we have a Sunday school faith, these stories are great because as kids, or even if you, let's say you follow Jesus as an adult and you learn these stories the very first time, they set a fantastic foundation for you. But if that's as far as you go and you never unpack it and go deeper, then when you do get confronted with a pretty compelling argument, right, as as to why somebody's challenging what the Bible says, you don't know where to go and you don't know where to turn and you don't let that doubt drive you deeper to see why God's word is true. And so I think that's why it's so important for us to, to spend the time unpacking what God says. And because it's then that God reveals this, like this transcendent truth to us that can, can carry us forward. Let's talk about a couple of things here. I, I want to get into the different types of Bibles. Uh, I, have the, I remember sometimes when we get together for life group uh, or prayer nights and everybody's reading in the, you know, the NIV or they have some, you know, some right. people have the King James. I've got the living Bible and I read it sometimes uh, in those things. And I go, am, am I reading a children's Bible here? But it's different. But I really like it. Which, what was interesting was uh, um, when we were going to do this podcast and, and listening to the sermon yesterday, I got out my living Bible and it talked about how God in the first chapter of Genesis was just sort of sitting in dark vapors. This is how it was in the living, and just sitting there in dark vapors and decided to do this, to make the, and I thought, that's not what it says in the King James. So, <laughs> you know, but, so how do you, what would you say to people about what kind of Bible should you get, whether you're a new Christian, whether you're a Christian who has been going to church a long time and has been reading a lot, what would you guys recommend in terms of, if you're gonna follow our podcast, for the next 15 months, and you're going to come either to the Forefront Church or, or, or move along reading the Bible with us, what Bible should they use? Yeah, there is a lot of discussion on that. And I think mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things that we have in the 21st century in our Bibles is what the, the translations we have are so accurate. They take you back to the original manuscripts. I mean, when you think about the amount of of, of, of detail we have to be able to look back and say, hey, what did the readers in the first century have in their hands? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have 25,000 copies of manuscripts and quotes and things from early church fathers that um, have been um, have been kept through history for us. And so you, you go buy a new ESV or a new CSB or, or whatever, NLT at, at, the, at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is 
it has beautifully been kept through history by God that we have in our hands what early church had translated into English or to whatever language that you want. But there are different types of Bibles and you've got, you know, word for word type Bibles, which would be like a, like the, the CSB or the ESB, which is what we use at Forefront on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And then you've got thought for thought or like dynamic translation Bibles like the NIV or the NALT. And then you have some paraphrase Bibles like the message or the passion. And all of us really, it's like, what kind of, like joked about coffee. Like what's your favorite kind of coffee? Well, we get to choose what's your favorite type of Bible, right? If, if they're all going to point us back in, in a very accurate way to God's word, then I think there's some freedom. Mike, you can read, you know, NLT if you want. Darren, you can read, you know, the CSB. I could be, I want to hold on to the ESV. But what we know is that while there may be some different words used, it's pointing us back to, to really, you know, what God has said. Now, now I, I will say that I, I, a lot of people that like like Bible scholars will say, it's good to actually, when you really study your Bible, have two. Have like an ESV, but then also have an NIV or an NLT. Because the, the, the word for word, is, which is my favorite type, but the word for word can sometimes miss big picture ideas mm-hmm. that, or maybe not miss them, but maybe not clearly present them as well as a thought for thought can. Because as Darren, Darren will tell you, there's so many words in Hebrew and Greek that there just isn't an accurate translation on. Right, yeah, and so when... When I go to read the Bible in, in our uh, Thursday night Bible studies, I put up three translations on the big screen for everybody to read through. Because when there's a different word that jumps out to you that's uh, that's very different in each of the three, you know that there's a little bit of controversy about what that original word really means. Yeah. And so we, we go and look at that, and I can try and look at the original and give some good context. But every translation you read is an interpretation at its most basic level, because there is no direct translation there like there's literally no word for word translation out there because our english language is is just so different from hebrew and greek and so it's everything is just a, a translation so you really have to submit to to someone who who knows some of these deep things and that's not necessarily me because i get a lot of information for other other people drew is probably the same but so we're trying to dilute this into a message on sunday morning right. for everybody to hear and listen to so the eye rolling when i read from the living bible is that justified <laughs> then because what i like about it is it's sort of like uh it's not just the wording but at the bottom of the pages it's sort of like I've got a, a biblical professor got explaining right. that, and and hopefully it's been accurate because it's been very impactful for me. So the, the Living Bible is going to be like what you have, like the New Living Translation, mm. right? And so it's a thought for thoughts, dynamic. It mm. takes what was originally in the Hebrew or the Greek, yeah. and it brings it to life for you in our modern language. Whereas like an ESV or an NASB or even the CSB, you know, the Christian Standard Bible, which is a new one that came out a couple of years ago, is just trying to say, this was the word in Hebrew. Let me give the most, the closest word in English I can give you. And so the Living Bible, you know, and the NLT, the NIV, which has, you know, been one of the most famous Bibles for decades now. Yeah, it just brings to life these ideas. And I think the author captures the idea. But it just may be a different word, and it might not be something, especially if you grew up with a King James or know, something right, like that. Right. It's just going to yeah. sound different, different I, to uh, you. Exactly. That's uh, I, I, I liked it, but it is interesting when we do the sit around at prayer night or life group and everybody's reading. And uh, and it's, it's interesting that people have different Bibles and, and what they get out of that. I think that a um, good place to begin uh, in, as we go through each week we're, we're going to follow the sermon. I know you just kind of did a little bit of an overview of what, what's coming, but where did Genesis come from? Who wrote it? Um, 
where where did it how did it find its way into the Bible um, and even in terms of uh, from the Jewish faith if you go back with the, the beginning of the Old Testament tell me tell me some both of you guys tell me about some things about where, where's Genesis from how, how did how did how did someone know what God was doing <laughs> when he decided to create the earth and and people who was writing this down in a sense or who was remembering it yeah genesis is such an amazing book because when you open it you 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 get this historical narrative of how god created the world and then you know the families of of um you know, you know that that moved down through the family tree you know from adam and eve all the way down to noah and, and also drew how fast they turn bad <laughs> so fast. Oh, right? yeah, know? yeah. We're gonna have some fun here in a couple of weeks as we get to Genesis three through right. through six and beyond. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when you look at the the first five books of the Bible, the, the Pentateuch or the Torah, um, you know, you you see so many references to, to Moses, and we see that this is the law of Moses, right? Just referred to in the Old Testament. So we see that Moses is our author of of Genesis, and he's the the one that God has chosen to be the, the first man to put pen to paper and communicate God's story. But I think most Bible scholars will tell you that there there was um, God's used Moses. God used. Moses is, is pen and and he also when he uses you know authors he uses their personalities and he he uses um, you know their sense of humor and he uses all of them to put these words on paper but but you know that very first book you know a lot of scholars will say that you know there was um, there was stories right that the you know the, the verb was a verbal uh, you know, as a verbal culture. And so there's verbal stories that, you know, the Israelites had carried down about Jacob and Isaac and about Abraham and, you know, from the flood. And if you go back and look at the Babylonian flood stories and you look at the Egyptian flood stories and then you compare them to, to what we have in the Bible, you can see that there was a flood and the interpretation and these different cultures, how they carried them on. Mm-hmm. And so in many ways, what God is doing in the beginning of Genesis is hey, let, let me set it straight for you because things got off kilter, right? People took their own interpretation interpretation like we've talked about and they ran with it and they added stories and fake gods and myths to it let me clear this up for you and get back to the beginning yeah so one of my favorite comparisons in the ancient near east is the babylonian creation story um it's it's interesting to to figure out where they think things came from uh for example the babylonians uh, their chief god was marduk marduk wasn't always the chief god he used to be a minor god but he did things that he became the main god uh, over all the, the other gods in, in their pantheon, right? The, the realm of gods, so the hall of gods. Um, and the Babylonian creation story, the same Babylonians that conquered uh, ancient Israel, um, they thought that Marduk went and battled this massive dragon monster god named Tiamat. And in order to do that, he had to summon the four winds from the four corners of the earth, blow them through the throat of the dragon god Tiamat, slice her in half with a sword, and then half of her became the the earth, and half of her became the sky. And so that creation story was was created out of violence and, and anger and discomfort because the gods were, were angry with each other and even angry with humans, and they wanted slaves, so they made humans to be their slaves. Like, and so we get to Genesis, and, and the author of Genesis, likely Moses, or he at least compiled it, he says, no, 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 our God, whose name is Yahweh, I've met him, he showed me, and he's your God now, he created the world out of peace, 
It was not violent. He didn't kill anything. God always was. He always will be. He's the chief God above all other gods. And he did this. He did it out of peace. And he loves us. He created us for, you know, intimate relationship with him and with each other. He wanted to give us glory and honor. He wanted to receive glory and honor from from humans. And so a lot of those stories that we get in early in Genesis are are fighting against these other worldviews, these other cosmologies other cultures had. And so even as, yeah, Moses wrote and compiled it, but he had an agenda to prove the other cultures wrong. And of course, we believe that that was, that's what, what we see in the Bible is, is true. But we have to read it with that lens. We can't come and say, oh, how did God create the world? Like Drew yeah. talked about in the sermon. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I, I think the, um, the, the beauty in that is, and we mentioned this, mentioned this yesterday, that you know, the original audience, it was pre-scientific cultures. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so where we approach They couldn't Genesis, Google this? They couldn't Google it. Yeah. You know, it, where we approach it with these questions, like, right. God, answer the how. Mm-hmm. God says, I'm, I'm not answering the how, I'm answering the who. And so these ancient Near East readers, especially these, these people that were just rescued out of Egypt, yeah. who saw all these crazy miracles, right. and now they're in the wilderness, and, and Moses is trying to explain to them, let, let me tell you about the who. And so he does it in a way that they're going to understand. For us, we want to read into it answers that God's not posing questions on. And so I think that's why we have to step back and ask those context questions. Who's he speaking to? Mm -hmm. Is it written for us? For sure. But who's he speaking to? And what is he using? What imagery is he using for them to be able to understand it? Right. I can't believe it's gone by so fast, but we are, we're done with podcast number one, guys. Um, well, we had to set it up. I, no, it's fantastic, and, and I am so looking forward to it. I know people who are listening are, are as well. I can't wait to start delving into really getting into Genesis, starting there, because there's a lot to get into. So much. Oh, and, and, then, so good. and then the march through the Bible. Before we say goodbye, Darren, what are you looking forward to most over the next 15 months? Besides getting together with me and Drew every Monday. <laughs> I, I think it's it's just providing everyone else with an opportunity to, to go deep with us. You know, this is something that I love, talking about deep Bible stuff and, and our culture and how it interacts. And um, I, I'm always looking for ways to grow myself and, and be a better disciple of Christ and also mm-hmm. uh, make other disciples as well. So hopefully, you know, if, if you're listening, you, you're you falling in love with the Bible as I am um, and, and, and as, as we do. But I think that's what I'm looking forward to most, just providing another way for people to go deeper, uh, closer to Jesus. Sure. What about you? you know, we say... It- it's all about Jesus, right? And, and, you know, the Bible, the Old Testament's pointing forward to Jesus. You know, the Gospels are revealing Jesus. And then now we open up our Bibles, we're looking back on what Jesus did. But the problem I think a lot of us run into is the stories of Jesus are so incredible, and we camp out there, understand this idea that, that wow, hold on, that, that, that God would come to this earth? Well, that's interesting. How did that work? And then he would, you know, freely go to the cross and die and take the sins of the world. Well, why did, why did he need to do that? Well, we don't understand the beginning of the story that God made everything perfect. And then we messed it up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were helpless that God needed to come rescue us. Then we don't really understand the magnitude of who Jesus was and what new life in Jesus really is. And so that's why I think we have to start at the beginning. And then as we begin to understand the, the storyline, the plot and how God is moving through the story to bring us to Jesus, then it's all going to begin to make sense for us, especially when we get into, like as you mentioned, the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. where we say, whoa, whoa, what is going on here? This looks <laughs> right. like a Marvel movie. Right. right? We're going to be able to look back and say, <laughs> right. I see it now. I may not understand it all, mm-hmm. but I see how it's all coming together. What God is doing is he's telling us at the end of the story, 
even though as of 2022, we're not there yet. So I think it's going to be this really fun time for us to have a, just um, to, to geek out a little bit on these podcasts and go deep. And on Sundays, just open up God's word together and say, God, speak to us and help us see what you want us to hear. All right. Before we say goodbye, tell uh, people who are listening, we're obviously we'd love to have you come to a Forefront Church, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Uh, Darren also has a Bible study on, on Thursday nights at 6.30 yep. here at the church. If you are listening and you're out of state, but you'd like to watch, uh, how can they do that on Sunday? Yeah, you can tune in. Look us up, Forefront Church at Harvey Park on YouTube, Forefront Church at Harvey Park on, on Facebook. You can follow us in, on Insta at uh, Forefront Church Colorado, CO. Um, and also, um, you can catch us on SoundCloud or anywhere you get your podcast. Just look up Forefront Church at Harvey Park. And now, you've got a podcast uh, here called More to the Story. Uh, now, Drew wanted to call it Let's Go Chiefs, but we over <laughs> two, to, two to one, Darren and I overruled. So, sorry, Drew. Had to get that big in, didn't you? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, we'll get together again next week and uh, continue through uh, through the Bible. Looking forward to really getting in depth next week with Genesis. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, uh, Drew, very much. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, okay, everyone. we'll talk to you See next you. week on More to the Story. You have been listening to More to the Story a weekly podcast featuring Pastor Drew Tarwater and Pastor Darren Enns of Forefront Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, more to the story. Podcast will follow the Forefront Church Sunday sermon as Pastor Drew and Pastor Darren guide you through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. Every podcast will feature in-depth analysis of the sermon and answer questions about the Bible. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of more to the story.